0: Previously on Wolf Inspiration. My whole point, I want everybody to know that credit is power. If you don't find yourself in good credit, uh, with good credit, you'll find yourself powerless. So if you do not know your rights, the law, or you don't even know where you're going to go, and find yourself in financial trouble, things can actually fall apart. So, um, and I'll make this real quick. But we teach, we teach you how to position yourself and get the best interest for future purchases. Mm-hmm. So overall, what I want to do is I want to help empower people financially. I want to show them how to build wealth as well as restore their credit through the power of financial literacy. I- this is Wove Inspiration. Here to inspire, encourage, and uplift. Good morning, good morning, and thank you so much for tuning into Wove Inspirations Monday Morning Motivation. I am your host, Althea Richardson, and today my special guest is Miss Tyra D. Jones out of Houston, Texas. Tyra is a motivational speaker and author who has covered abusive relationships, self esteem, and living the abundant life. Tyra has dedicated her life and personal story to fulfilling God's purpose of helping women to heal, live a joyous life, love themselves, and walk in their purpose. Tyra captured the attention of women across the country when she wrote her memoir, A Crown of Beauty for Ashes, in which she shared her personal journey from Surviving an abusive marriage and homelessness to living the life of victory in God. It is my honor and pleasure to introduce to my listening audience, Miss Tyra D. Jones. Awesome. So tell the audience just a little bit about yourself.
1: I am Houston. Houston uh, based, but I haven't always been in Houston. Been mm-hmm. here for five years. I'm a Florida girl, Okay. Um, gotcha. born and raised in Florida and traveled throughout the United States. Um, because um, we're also prior military, but Houston is, we found that Houston is the place that we love. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we have eight children, um four and four four boys and four girls they're all adults our last just turned 18 last year and i am i i am just um just overjoyed over you know over ecstatic Mm -hmm. (laughs) about being on your program because like you said we serve in the same organization but we also have the same purpose we also have the same vision and i believe that god connected us because of our purpose that we serve him in the kingdom so i am glad to be here on your podcast
0: all right all right yes we definitely have the same purpose and and everything and it's and it's actually it really hit home today when you were doing your live uh your live segment on purpose, the the actual thing of purpose, and that um, you were talking about um, trying to find your purpose and everything. And so, um, let's talk a little bit more about that. And we're also gonna go into more details about your book which is called pain to purpose so as a uh, motivational speaker you cover um, abusive relationships um, self-esteem and living the abundant life but how was it that you were able to find your purpose
1: well you know it, it i found my purpose because it was i was down to okay god i need you or I, I can't exist any longer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, My first book, A Crown of Beautiful Ashes, um, told my story about how I I hit a brick wall, meaning I was in an abusive relationship slash marriage for almost 20 years of my life, and, and I believe that I got there because I didn't have self-love, I didn't know who I was, I didn't know who I was created to be. And so once God allowed me to escape that relationship, I knew that in order for me to go on, I needed to know the answer to those questions. So I, my search was in him, in his word. I needed to know desperately what my purpose was, why I was here. Why did he save me that night instead of allowing my life to be taken? It was a desperate search that I went on to find the answers and I, and I couldn't, I, I couldn't stop until God gave me the answers.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you have definitely dedicated your whole life and, and, and mission to reach out to women that are either in a, an abusive relationship or they are, or they have come out of an abusive relationship and now they're trying to find their purpose in everything. So your book, per, uh, Pain to Purpose. Can you tell us a little bit more about your book?
1: My book, Pain to Purpose, is um, I thought that it was going to be um, my idea <laughs> when I started writing it. It was that it was going to be like part two to show people how I got from the abusive relationship to loving myself, knowing who I was in God, and walking in my purpose. But the more I um, wrote it, the more I saw that it wasn't just about women who we're coming out of toxic relationships. I realized that it was for anyone who didn't know who they were, because when we don't know who we are, we're subject to anything. We have no Mm self-love. We don't know our creator. And so we can get into anything, whether it's an abusive relationship, whether it's going down roads that take us to, you know, when you don't know your identity, someone can tell you anything. They can assign any title to you and you become that because you just don't know. So this book is for, it's going to offer, resources and tips on finding your purpose, knowing who you are, loving yourself, flaws and all, and walking in that purpose. And whether you've been through domestic violence, whether you've been the victim of child abuse, um, because I was a victim of child abuse. um, And that's that was my beginning of of not loving me. Mm -hmm. Um, No matter what traumatic thing that you've been through in your past, knowing that You can be who you were created to be despite the things that you went through in your past. And Mm -hmm. that's what this book is. It's going to be like, uh, it's it's hope. It's going to be filled with hope for anyone to be able to pick it up and say, I can make it. Not just because she did, but because God has a special purpose for my life.
0: Amen. Amen. Now, I know that this is your latest book, uh, Pain for Purpose, but there is a memoir that you wrote as well that's entitled Crown of Beauty for Ashes, and you're sharing your personal journey uh, from surviving um, an abusive marriage and homelessness. Um, give us a little bit more information on that book.
1: That book, um, it, it was, I I say that it was one of the hardest things that I had to do, because when God said that I was going to write this book, he, he spoke to me through my husband. My husband planted the seed mm-hmm. because, you know, and that's the importance of being connected to who God says you're to be, to be connected to. Amen. Um, he planted that seed and and I took a hold of it and, and I said, okay, God, I'm going to be obedient and write the book. The one thing that, you know, about me is I'm very private. I do not like sharing a lot about myself because you know, when Mm -hmm. you're open, you're opening yourself to a lot of hurt, which I've been through in my life. So it was hard for me to be so transparent, but I knew that that's what God required. So I take, um, the reader back to the beginning of when I first met my ex-husband. Um, I was in high school, I was 16 years old and from the age of 16, until my thirties, almost 40, I was in and out of that abusive marriage because I thought that that was who I was supposed to be with, because I didn't know any better. I didn't have a relationship with God mm-hmm. and I did not know, okay, this is, this is not my, you know, God's best for me. So, um, it's my journey from being with him when I was 16 to getting married. Uh, I left him many times. I even, we even got divorced. Um, but I gravitated back toward him because I, I did not seek God and I felt like I needed him Mm -hmm. more than I needed my creator. And so I went back to the relationship, but it's, it's my journey of, you know, when we finally got out was, you know, the night that he almost took my life was when I said, okay, God, I've had enough. I need you more than I need him. Mm-hmm. And so I just take, you know, the reader through the steps that I took, you know, the healing, the forgiveness, the anger, all, all of that between, you know, with my children and myself and how we got out and stayed out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is it, do you think, um, just personal opinion, and I'm sure you've done a lot of background research and everything as well. Why does, Why is it, do you think that women who are in an abusive relationship feel that um, they they don't have any reason or they don't have the ability to leave. And so they stay where they are. Why do you think that um, women um, make that decision to stay?
1: There are um, many reasons. Um, I, I talk about them in my first book, but I think for the most part, by the time you, he he didn't start hitting me until about six months into the relationship, mm-hmm. and I was already damaged going into the relationship because of being sexually abused as a child. So when I met him, I was, I I was I already had a target on me. Mm-hmm. You know, he they they know who you are when they meet you because they know you have no self-esteem. They yeah. know that you, you don't love yourself. So, you know, they can treat you any way and you will accept that because you haven't been loved before, mm-hmm. truly loved by the father. When you don't have a relationship with God, then how, how do you know who's right for you? But I believe that for, for most of the women that I've interacted with and for myself as well, that's the number one thing. They break you down to the point that you feel like you need them and, and you believe all of the things that they tell you, all of the lies that you're told. That's the number one thing. And and the second thing I've realized is, I like I said, I left and went back many times, but it wasn't until I had support. Mm-hmm. That last um, duty station we went to we became part of a church and it wasn't just a church we went to. It wasn't just the building, but the people surrounded us with love. They, they didn't care, you know, the struggles that we were going through. They wanted to be in the fight with us. And, and what I mean by in the fight is they were fighting for our souls. Yeah. It wasn't just about, you know, saying that they loved us superficially. They knew what, what they had to invest and they were willing to do so. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, so for women who are in that situation, it's psychological, it's emotional. He's broken her down in every way. So anyone who says, okay, I'm gonna step up, they have to be willing to go through the ugly with her. Yeah. Because there's gonna be a lot of ugliness.
0: Yeah. And it and it's so important for um women to support each other um mm-hmm. in, in situations like that. Um a lot of times I remember back back in the day where there were um times where women that i knew in my family um were being abused but it was kind of swept under the table or under the rug so to speak especially within the african-american families in that you know you all oh, they're just you know they just have an argument or whatever mm-hmm. and no that's that's not normal and that's not something that should be accepted and so i'm glad that now in this day and time there is a tremendous amount of support that is out there for women who are either in an abusive relationship or they are out of it and now they're uh working towards healing and um going forward in their life so um what you are doing is phenomenal because you are definitely reaching a lot of women who may not even realize that the relationship that they're in is toxic. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily have to be physical. And that's another thing that people really need to understand. Abuse does not necessarily always be physical. There is spiritual abuse. Mm -hmm. There is mental abuse. And I think, in my opinion, I think the mental abuse is just as bad as the physical abuse.
1: Right. Because yeah. it, it leaves scars as well. The physical scars, they heal, but the the mental, that, that stays with you for years. And, and, and you have to be healed over that mm-hmm. um, because it leaves lasting scars.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you have a um, workshop that's going to be coming up that's in August uh, 3rd. And for those that are in the Houston and the surrounding areas, I highly recommend that you uh, come and, um, and participate in this uh, workshop. So can you share with uh, the audience some information on that?
1: Yes, that workshop is going to be August 3rd, 10am um, to 3pm. And what I'm trying to do in that workshop, like you just said, some sometimes you don't know that you're in an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. And so what I will be um, talking about in that workshop is the signs, the subtle signs, the blatant signs, um, showing people, okay, this is what to look for. In your relationship helping them to recognize okay am I in a healthy relationship also um, a lot of the things that I'm going to talk about is the different types of abuse because Mm -hmm. like you said there's so many there's physical there's mental there is emotional psychological financial even sexual because however he's going to break you down he can use any of those methods to break you down to be who he wants you to be for him his puppet. Mm -hmm. So I I don't think people realize that there are so many different ways that a woman can be abused. And so that's what I'm going to lay out in the workshop. And also, um, I want people in, you know, who attend the workshop, whether they're abused or whether they have a family member or a friend, I want them to understand that it's, it's an agreement. It's a commitment. When you encounter a woman who is being abused and you say, okay, I want to help Count the cost before you say those words, because if you say, I want to help, then you can't, you know, back out like mm-hmm. what happened with us um, before we let, cause we were in Germany when, when I, I left. And so we needed a home. Well, I had a friend who agreed that she would provide a home, but it was not even a month after we got back to the States. We were homeless because she decided she couldn't help us any longer. Mm -hmm. So I want people to understand that she's going to need long-term help. So count yes. the cost before you step up and say, I'm, I'm willing to help because you're all that she has.
0: Right, right, exactly. Especially when it comes to uh, the mental part of it. And mm-hmm. um, that's uh, one of the portions that I'll be um, addressing as far as the panel is concerned, in that one of the issues that people very rarely pay attention to is the PTSD mm-hmm. effect of, of the mental a portion of it as far as domestic violence is concerned a lot of people don't realize that they're they are experienced PTSD um after the fact because it's it just it just seems like you know something is wrong but they haven't really pinpoint exactly what it is and a right. lot of times nine times out of ten it's PTSD is no joke and I am definitely a witness to that and that it can stay with you for a very, very long time. And if you do not get help, it can get worse. It can um, escalate into other things that you do to cope with PTSD. So um, let me ask you something. How were you able to, after everything that you've gone through, how were you able to um, overcome um, everything that you experienced, um, did you seek treatment or a a doctor or anything like that?
1: I, you know, that, that's the one aspect of it that I say, um, you know, all of the times that I left, even the, the, um, the time when I, I divorced Mm -hmm. him and the, the reason I went back is because I did not seek help. I thought, okay, you know, because our people, you just pray about it and you move on, you know, you don't, you don't go to counselors, you don't go seek, you know, mental help, but that's the worst advice to give someone, because it is like PTSD, you're like a, a dog who has been abused, and you will strike out, and anything can trigger you, you know, a memory, a word said, but the second time, I did get help, I did go through counseling, Mm -hmm. I did do everything that I knew to do to To heal, yeah, you know, and 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 that is just so important because our our mental health, like like we said, the mental scars remain, and even, you know, it's it's been some years since two thousand seven for me, but coming into um, this marriage, I I realized, you know, the first time we had a disagreement, I I mean, I was really scared because i didn't know you know because i had not been in another relationship since leaving him so you know not knowing okay is he going to react the way that i'm used to and he had to do a lot of reassuring that no normal marriages you can disagree and it not end up being violent Mm
0: -hmm. you know so Mm -hmm.
1: even after you know, you, you go through the counseling and you go through the healing. You still, once you get into another relationship, you still have to know, okay, am I secure in this relationship? Because I remember. And so the memories will start to flood back in, but you, you know, that's when I had to see God and ask God to help me to see him for who he is mm-hmm. and not for my past.
0: Yeah. And it takes a very special man in your life to, Um, Accept everything. That's Mm -hmm. the past and baggage and everything. Because um, like myself, um, I was um, sexually abused and I I was also in in a a minor domestic violence uh, situation. And so like you were saying, anytime that um, my husband would, you know, get angry or we have disagreement, the first thing is my heart is going 50 miles an hour and I'm mm-hmm. thinking that something is major is about to happen. And then um, PTSD kicks mm-hmm. in and you got flashbacks and you're trying to get in, a, just get a hold of yourself. And so my husband, being the loving person that he is, understood exactly mm-hmm. where I was and he helped me work through it. Um, but it is is definitely important for women who have, um, been through a relationship of domestic violence or sexual abuse or child sexual abuse to get yourself some help. It is Mm -hmm. so important. Um, there's been, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it's the stigma of, um, going to a doctor, or going to a psychiatrist or psychologist or therapist or whichever one, if it's, even if it's a a minister that does biblical counseling, talking to someone helps. It really does. It really does. So um, I I pray that anyone that is listening to this, uh, this particular segment, if you are going through domestic violence, um, or you have gone through the situation, you're out of it, you are now trying to function, and you're still struggling, there is help out there. There is, and and what I'm going to also do is make sure that I uh, share a link on WoVE Inspiration's uh, Facebook page for individuals who um, need help, that need counseling. I, I do have a couple of resources, actually, uh, that I can recommend for those individuals. So, yes, it's, it's definitely something that you need to do is get help. Yes. So, do you have any other upcoming events or projects, um, in the works for yourself?
1: Yes. Um, in, um, trying to walk in my purpose, I am actually, um, By the end of um, August, I will have my nonprofit set up and um, the name of the nonprofit is uh, the King's Beauties. And I chose that name because when when a woman is being abused, beautiful is the last thing that she feels. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I wanted it to reflect on who we are, who God created us to be you know, we are his and he created us to be beautiful. He said, there's no flaw in us. So that's why I, I um, went with that name and what this nonprofit is going to offer. Um, like I said, we were homeless, but no woman leaving an abusive situation should ever be homeless with her children. Amen. Um, and I know that I, uh, attend the, um, Harris County Council for Domestic Violence on a monthly basis. And it's just, it's horrifying that, you know, the numbers that they give us, the millions of people who are in Houston and the surrounding areas, how few beds we have available. Mm-hmm. And so um, I want to be a another place for women to come to, not just for a place to sleep, but also education, resources to help her rebuild her life. so that she knows that she's strong enough to do this and she can do this. She doesn't have to resort back to running back to him.
0: Yes, absolutely. And the resources is definitely needed, definitely in Houston, because I know there have been times where individuals came to me asking, you know, can, can, do you know of a shelter or somewhere for um, a, a particular person to go to and that had children and the resources are scarce as far yes. as finding shelter and everything, um, and this is a pretty big city, and yes. but yet it is very hard to find uh, somewhere to house uh, women that are in uh, domestic violence situations that are coming out of it. Another thing mm-hmm. is education, educating the uh, police officers and offering resources for even police officers that um, when they go to a um, domestic violence situation and they take the woman out of the situation, Mm -hmm. but they don't have anywhere to take them. And so they end up having to put that woman in a holding cell. And that's just awful. (laughs) Now imagine, if you will, you've gone through... Uh, uh, hell, so to speak in, in a relationship. And now you're being put in to a holding cell as if you are a criminal, like you mm-hmm. did something wrong. So, so it
1: traumatizes her again.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So there is definitely a need, um, in the Houston area and the surrounding areas, um, for, um, more women like yourself and, and, and myself, um, getting out there and providing resources for the women out there and um, providing hope Mm -hmm. and, and encouragement and everything to let them know that they do have a purpose and they do have a voice and, and they do have hope for themselves. Absolutely. Yes. So do you have any last words? Oh, actually, let me ask you, how can people reach you? Because you got a lot of lot of good information and resources that people need to get get a hold to.
1: I try to make it easy to remember um, any um, whether it's my social media handles, my email address, my website. You can find me on social media: Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, my handle is Tyra D. Jones. And my email is at Outlook.com. Mm-hmm. And then my website is tyradjones.com.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And I heard that you're going to um, actually eventually have your own podcast. Is that correct?
1: Yes. I. <laughs> yes. God <laughs> is putting me into areas that, you know, taking me out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I am right now working on um, that podcast. It's um, actually going to be called "Pain the Purpose. Um, And so, and, and it's pain of purpose, finding the joy and the passion after the, you know, after the pain. Mm -hmm. So that I am working on that. I'm trying to um, get that up and running in the next couple of months.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And where can people uh, purchase your book, Pain for Purpose? That book is not going to be
1: out until um, late fall. Okay. So okay. Um, I will be putting that information out in the next month um, about when the exact date it'll be out, but okay. they'll be able to purchase it on my website um, as well as the other books that I have on the website. But yeah, I prefer they put purchase on my website mm-hmm. because um, I usually give like a free bookmark. Right now, my current book, A Crown of Beauty for Ashes, if they purchase that, they'll get a bookmark as well as my 31-day devotional that goes with it.
0: Awesome. Okay. All right. So do you have any last words for our listening audience?
1: I would like to say that um, it's, it's hard sometimes when you're in the pain to see your way out of it, but just know that God is there with you. He's never left you or forsaken you. So all you have to do, the only thing that I said was, I need you, God. And Mm. he was there already waiting to help me and he had people praying for me people i didn't even know so god has assigned someone to you to pray specifically for you and to help you come out of whatever you're in and to usher you into the purpose that he has for you
0: Amen. Amen. Well, Tyra, it has been a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for sharing um, some of your story as well. I know that a lot of times um, being transparent can be a little challenging and it is for me as well. But I know that transparency also brings about healing for others. So yes. I thank you so much for sharing your story. And um, you guys, you really need to check out her book when it becomes available. Go to her website that is tyradjones.com, T Y R I A D is in David Jones, J O N E S dot com. Purchase her book follow her on Facebook. She will respond to um, any questions that you have. And if you have any questions uh, pertaining to the segment, you can go to my Facebook page, which is Wove Inspiration, or you can email me at woveinspiration at gmail.com. Tara, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. This is Althea with Wove Inspiration's Monday Morning Motivation. You guys have an awesome day and God bless. Thank you so much for taking time out to listen to Wove Inspiration. If you'd like to follow us, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at W O V E Inspiration. If you want to leave a comment or question, or if you're interested in being a guest on the show, email us at woveinspiration at gmail.com. This is Althea Richardson. I hope everyone has an awesome day and keep moving forward.